is Your Working Life, a podcast with tools, inspiration, and resources to help you enjoy your career and love your life. I'm Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker, a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Patricia Daker to the show. Patricia will talk about navigating her multifaceted career journey while also honoring her health and wellness with type 1 diabetes. Patricia, welcome to the show. I'm really excited to talk with you today. Well, thank you for having me, Caroline. I'm very excited to be here and share my story with your guests. And you have a fascinating story. As a career coach, I'm really compelled by all the different layers of your career, from being a registered nurse to a healthcare executive to now an entrepreneur and VP of a healthcare software company. Tell me a little bit about these career changes and what encouraged you to, to navigate those changes. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, nursing was. Um, Kind of my mom pushed me in that direction. I think I really loved science and mathematics and um, computers were a brand new thing back when I was in high school. And I kind of thought that was what I wanted to do. But Midwest Farmers Daughters Girls did not do computers. So because I like science, um, nursing was a good choice. And, you know, it was a, it was a fascinating career and I loved what I did. I was um, ended up being in mostly critical care ICU for three and a half years and then ER. Um and I just kind of got bored. And that's when I, my diabetes showed up. So that was probably a, a big um, reason for switching careers and not because I couldn't do the work, but because I felt like I wasn't doing what my purpose was or the things that I was created to do. So I kind of went back to what I had wanted to do in junior high school and I pursued a career in software development. And so I went to work for a software company that... Um, did emergency department software. So I started just as a subject matter expert. And this was back in the dot-com era when um, companies were failing right and left. And everybody thought I was crazy for leaving big, stable, you know, stable Baylor University Medical Center, which was a large, you know, um, academic hospital and going with this little startup company. But I'm one of those people that, A, I'm kind of type A and a perfectionist and B, when people ask for something, my hand tends to go up. And so during my tenure with the software company, I just kept taking on more. They would ask, does somebody want to do this? And I'd be okay. So it was kind of a learn on the job. And eventually that landed me um, leading up the, uh, heading up the marketing department, which then segued into um, basically running the whole product strategy for the company. So I was deciding um, what we were going to do, how we were going to do it. And um you know, um, leading the developers in creating product. And it was fantastic. Um, great ride, just time of a life. And we went through merger and acquisition. And then the corporate headquarters changed and the company culture changed. And um, sort of, again, I had this aha moment, like, I don't like this anymore. And I just really didn't want to do it. it kind of, I had the same feeling, I think, for nursing. So you know, it was like, okay, I'm doing this, but it's really not my passion. Um, same thing with this, with the healthcare IT. It really just wasn't my passion. And could I do the work? Yes. But I had this aha moment one day where I thought, if I saw this job description, I wouldn't even apply for this job because it had changed so dramatic. Yeah, so dramatically. So I, um, the third time I just left, right? I just, I didn't know what I was going to do. But again, listening to the, the small, still voice in your heart that kind of leads you somewhere. Um, 
was how I ended up creating my own business. Um, I really didn't know what I was going to set out to do, except for I was going to be true to myself. And I really wanted to honor my family, my husband, um, and not burn the candle at both ends. And I knew that my diabetes story had some legs and I, and other people could benefit. And so I started just blogging and it's kind of evolved since then into coaching and doing a lot more, but every time I've switched, it's been because something inside me told me to move and I listened. You know, I couldn't be happier that you're sharing with this global audience to listen to that small, still voice in your head as you just shared, because we do have those aha moments, but sometimes we don't get quiet enough to hear them. And we're going to dive deeper into Dragonfly Lights, your business, but I'd love to unpack the diabetes a little more. When you were first diagnosed, was it something that um, gave you pause and, and, and made you think that it could be a debilitating factor in your career? Or did you just embrace it and say, okay, let's figure out how to navigate this journey? So, um, so I was 26 years old. So I have type one diabetes, which is juvenile type, right? It's what kids usually get. Although 25% of the people are diagnosed as an adult and there's the onset of type one is usually associated with some sort of trigger event. And we believe that I got a virus from a patient working in the ER. It's hard to say, but that's what we think happened. So ironically, I had been taking care of patients with diabetes for years and years and years. I knew all the technical details. I knew the pathophysiology. I knew it all. I knew how to do it. Um, and so I wasn't afraid of that. I was really angry that my life changed. I didn't want it. And so you would think being a nurse that I would just be perfect. Well, and I've learned over the years, there is no perfection. So um, the thing that really, it wasn't the disease. It was the fact that if it weren't for insulin, I would die. And that was the big change. Like, what am I doing with my life? Because now every day of my life is a gift. And it felt wrong not to honor that in some way and do something that I was given the skills and talents to do. And so really, I just thought back to like, you know, when I was in middle school and high school, I was really fascinated by this, you know, this world of computers and I love to solve uh, puzzles. And so it wasn't really the fact that the disease was hard or I was working nights, I was making it work. You know, I was single, I lived alone. Um, that part wasn't hard, but just this thought that a hundred years ago, I wouldn't be alive right now, right? We've only had insulin for less than a hundred years. Um, and I think that's what really shook things up for me. Yeah, that, that's an awesome realization in the true sense of the word. And you've become a champion for others to help them figure out how to live their best life. What drew you to that? So it's been, again, I, I was one of those ER nurses and we have a reputation for being pretty matter of fact. And we know what, you know, it's, it's, you don't want an ER nurse who's wishy-washy. You want somebody who knows what they're doing, but it can come across as very judgmental. And I am guilty of wondering why all these people with diabetes didn't just do what they're supposed to do and they would be a lot healthier. They wouldn't have so much trouble. Well, I learned the hard way. It's not that simple. And so the medical system really only helps your body. And if we look at the evolution of healthcare throughout the ages, healthcare was always predicated on rescue. How do we keep this body from dying? Um, 
now, you know, in this modern world we live in, many, many, many people live with a chronic illness. So it's no longer just about rescue and stopping death. It's trying to figure out how to live. And nobody helped me with that. It was, I just struggled. I wanted off so bad. I wanted out of it. I didn't want this thing to be true. Um, And there were so many emotions wrapped up in it that eventually I ended up going to see a counselor because I just couldn't deal with it. And what I found was that it wasn't diabetes that was my problem. It was my coping skills. And my go-to strategy for coping was to ignore things. And so, you know, avoidance, right? If it's difficult or uncomfortable, then we need to avoid it. And you couldn't ignore diabetes. So I had to learn a whole new set of coping skills. So that was one aha moment. The other part was when I went to corporate America, I learned so much about how to get people to um, relate better with others and to understand their motivation. And that was through so sales, right? When you want to get someone to buy You don't just tell them to buy and they do it. There's a whole art to it and understanding what their motivation is and why would they want to do that and how do you get somebody to want to do that. And um, similarly, you look at like groups. So we had agile um, software development. And so you had to work in small groups and there was a lot of interpersonal relationships of getting people to come together and finding a way that worked for everyone. Well, that was horribly missing and still is, in my opinion, in healthcare. So it's really this understanding like what what motivates people? How do you get someone to want to live diabetes better? You know, and what are their coping skills and how do they relate with others like communication skills? So all of these things that I've learned, again, I don't want to make this religious, but I have been put in so many different positions and I feel like it's divine intervention that God's taught me these lessons. And now I've come up with this way to You know, it's really not about the body. You'll figure out what to eat and exercise when you decide you want to. And so it's about mindset. It's about emotions. It's about understanding your motivation. It's about learning how to talk to people. So it's all these other skills that were missing and nobody helped me through. I had to figure it out the hard way. And so I see so many people online and, you know, just through my clients that struggle because they don't want it and they really don't know how to cope with it any better. So most people, you know, and we hear so much about people that have diabetes that aren't quote unquote doing what they should be doing, but that's really about, not about knowledge, but it's about belief. So we can teach people and we can tell them all day, here's what you should be doing. But if they don't internalize that and believe that for themselves, they probably won't do it. And so I think that's the missing piece. So it really is about this mind, body, spirit. We are we're not just flesh, right? We're more than that. We have ideas and thoughts and feelings and we believe things and we want things. And if you don't tap into that aspect of your person, your body, um, your behavior is not likely to change. So it's really about understanding behavior more than body, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. And you really resonated with me when you said it's a mental shift, almost a reframe of of rescue versus living and thriving, right? And taking control and, and being grateful. And again, I'm, I'm just, uh, it's clear, it's evident, the palpable passion in your voice. Patricia, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. 
And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to learn more about. We want this podcast to serve you in all of your career and life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. So Patricia, I'd love to learn more about Dragonfly Lights, LLC, your company, and the wonderful book you wrote, Dragonfly Lights, learning about your perfect purpose. So tell me about the business. How did this evolve? So again, I started, um, I knew I wanted to bring this message out. I really didn't have all the fine details at that point, but I just had this this longing in my heart that there was something about my diabetes story that could be helpful. And I just prayed a lot. When I left the corporate world, I, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate. Um, and so I spent a lot of time um, walking and actually praying. And I, it was funny because one day I was swimming and I would swim and I would, uh, you know, wait for some lightning or some some brilliant idea to hit me and, you know, nothing never ever did. So one day I was swimming and I said, okay, God, like I need a sign. I'm an idiot. I I don't, I know there's something here, but I just don't know what it is. And literally within 10 or 15 minutes, this little dragonfly showed up in my backyard and he stayed with me for 30 minutes while I was swimming. It was the most bizarre thing to me. I was like, I'd never see dragonflies in our yard. And so I, when I got out of the pool, I Googled, what do dragonflies mean? And it, it, I was fascinated because it talked about transformation and spiritual growth and, you know, um, looking beneath the surface, digging deeper. There were all these metaphors that I'm like, that's what it is. That's it. So it's, you know, it's a spiritual, emotional journey of diabetes. So that was kind of how it all gelled was this little dragonfly, you know, and when you ask God for branding, you don't ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. That was a great sign. Yeah. I can just picture you there in the pool, right? And and dragonflies flit about. So 30 minutes, that was quite an impression. It just kept going back and forth. And then that following week, um, weekend, there was an eclipse and there were so many um, things that things I saw and read about, about um, lights as a metaphor for change and transformation and seeing things you wouldn't normally see. Kind of like you said, that aha moment, you know, you flick a light switch on and all of a sudden what, was, what wasn't what was there now is, and it's so obvious. And um, so the, both of those together really are about the, the heart of what I do. And what about the book? Did you ever expect to become an author? Because your, your other career uh, ventures were, were not necessarily as a writer. Yeah, so tell, no. tell me more about that because that creative side of you might have been something new. Yeah, so it, yeah, absolutely. So it was funny. I was I became a good writer. Um I, I never thought I was. Nursing you certainly don't write, right? It's a cryptic little um abbreviations and things. Um in my corporate world, I really developed a, a skill for writing, especially with marketing and um being able to communicate with the engineers sort of what we wanted. The book was, so people were confused about the dragonfly lights and how that relevant, you know, is relevant to diabetes, which it's bigger than diabetes, but still I was very committed to that um, name. Uh, And so it's all about your purpose. And so when I really thought about how I could explain some of these concepts that aren't about your body or needles or insulin or sugar or any of that stuff, um, I wanted to use a dragonfly and literally this idea came to me in a day, like it just came out of nowhere. And I could just picture all these 
things that I'm telling people or I work with clients and, you know, and I, these ideas that I want them to get. And it just came into this book and I literally wrote it in one day. So it's a children's book. It's not a ton of text. And um, yeah. And then I, I kind of, it was a challenge finding somebody to do the artwork because the, the pictures really tell the story more than anything. But um, you know, it's just, it was a way to um, explain the brand because this dragonfly goes on a journey and there's just a lot of, and if you look throughout the book, the, and this is crazy, but the dragonfly flies around in a little spaceship. And so the dragonfly is a metaphor for like your soul and the spaceship is a metaphor for your body. And so his little spaceship is leaking oil throughout the book. You don't notice it at first, but so the, the, you know, we're talking about your purpose and your journey, which is about being on the journey and not about the spaceship, which is your body. And people have asked why spaceships. And I'm like, I don't know. They're fun. (laughs) That's (laughs) fair enough. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So it was really just a way to, um, you know, and I use it with clients even. So they'll come up with something and because it's simple and it's colorful and it's a picture, it doesn't have to be a PhD level, you know, dissertation on diabetes. It's just a connection and an explanation. And again, all I want, my whole practice is really about creating aha moments and awareness because once they get it, they can't unget it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're so beautiful in the book, uh, leading up to the book in your press kit, you talk about how it's really for children of all ages, right? Because there can be grown up children. It's that wonderful childlike mindset, but it's for people who need support and a new perspective on finding meaning and purpose. So this has been quite a journey for you. And now you're teaching others to be open uh, for, for those aha moments. What's one lesson or little nugget of wisdom that you might share to this listening audience to be more available to find that meaning and find that purpose? So one of the one of the best gifts I was ever gotten, um, a friend I was ever gotten, I was ever given, um, was, you know, and it's so obvious, but to be curious. So, you know, we go through life and there's stuff flying by all the time, but curiosity is an invitation to learn more with no commitment. And so if you, with your diabetes, if you can be curious about what your blood sugar is, if you can be curious about what happens if you eat this and do that, um, that's a much better feeling than being like, you have to do this or you can't do that. But curiosity opens doors. You can be curious. And when you're curious, you might happen to notice something. And it's when you notice those things that we learn and change and grow. So being very curious is just, and there's so many things that you can see when you choose. That's probably the other piece of this is we have a lot of choice. And so choosing to be curious is very empowering. And it puts you back in the driver's seat. Diabetes, I think that's another you ask for one, I'm giving you more. <laughs> um, diabetes like puts you in a victim mode a lot, right? So you don't have choice about things, but you you regain your foundation and your sense of purpose when you make choices intentionally. And so you can choose to be curious, right? Doesn't mean you have to do anything, but that curiosity just is such a nice place to live. Oh, it is. It's fresh and exciting and the, and that uh, lifelong learner mindset. So Patricia, walk me through, you you work with clients um, all over the country, and they're not just those who are dealing and living and thriving with diabetes, perhaps other chronic illnesses, but I think your message is so relevant to us all, regardless of our, our health. So what does is, what is a typical client look like, and, and how can they find you? 
Um, so typical client, that's everybody asked me that question and it's hard because it's more, it's less about a demographic and more about an emotion. So typically when people reach out to me, they're frustrated, they're feeling stuck, you know, they're, they're doing the best they can. They're just tired of being diabetic. They don't want to do it anymore. Um, they haven't been get, given great information. So half of my practice is just some education on diabetes, um, but really it's more about having them learn to step into ownership. But so that would be the key thing is frustration. They're just, they're just done with it, you know? And so that's a hard way to live, hating part of your life. Um, and people can find me on um, deal. So my, we rebranded the products just to be more diabetes specific. So Dragonfly Lights is my company name. And you can go to dragonflylights.net, which you can get my company or the foundation, or you can go to dealingwithyourdiabetes.com. And that's all my, my blog and everything. And um, That's great. That's great. Trisha, thank you so much for joining me today on Your Working Life. I learned so much from you, and I'm grateful to have the opportunity to speak with you about your life and career journey and your passion for helping others with with diabetes so they can thrive and live their very best lives. Thank you so much. And if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud, and even better, leave us a review because that helps people find us online. And let us know what career-minded issues you would like for us to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at Higgins. And a special shout out to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening.